Free from GP, Rantut, Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From Afros and Braids, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Round 142. GP3. Tommy B's in the building. What's going on, Shannon Marguerite? Hi, how are you? How you doing? How you doing? Some cracking over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's that kind of morning, you know? It's that kind of yeah. morning. But, but good morning. <laughs> but it's all good. It's taping morning. So it's it's all good. It's all good. Shannon Marguerite, uh, of course, adoptee advocate, host of State of the Ward podcast. Uh, hanging out with me another week. Um, we're going to talk about her uh, State of the War podcast. Uh, She's been laying it down, doing some things, and uh, definitely want to get an update, okay? Is that cool? Can we get an update? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Okay, y'all, it's GP3. Uh, of course, uh, the GP3 story, we started the show um, back in 2016. So this makes it like completing a third year uh, for GP3. And um, myself, uh, Tommy B, uh, Ran, who's retired from the show, Tut, who's retired from the show. We all graduated in the ATL, uh, Grove Park Elementary School. So GP stands for Grove Park. And you're in Baltimore. Is there Grove Park in Bar- in Baltimore? I have no idea. I'd have to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. It didn't look too hot. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just wondering if it's still like you know, has some relevance up in Baltimore. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, ask around, ask around. Um, and Tut um, was on Charlotte Place uh, in terms of where we lived. Rand grew up on South Elizabeth and I was on North Avenue. So we were all, uh, you know, we all knew each other back in the day. So that's how uh, when we came back together, uh, decided to do the podcast back in 2016. That's how um, GP3 got started. Um, but this week, just to let y'all know, we, um, Tanya B is back. Uh, she's got more tea for us. Uh, Rob Redding is back. Um, I'm going to let y'all hear a little bit of Rob Redding. Uh, Rob's got a hot show this week, uh, and we'll talk about that in a few. And, um, you know, just some other things, and we'll get along. We'll get along. we got some stuff coming up. And um, before we get started, though, let's uh, let's let's find out if we got any shout-outs. Got any shouts, uh, Shannon? Um, shout out to you. You know, I always like to shout out to you because, you know, you've been very (laughs) instrumental with helping with the new projects that have been coming up. You know, you keep doing podcasts, you keep it going, a lot of motivation. So shout out to you. I appreciate it. Okay. You got (laughs) anybody else? (laughs) Mm, No, no. (laughs) Okay. I'll let you get back to them. I do have, I, I got a couple of shout outs, you know, um, as we tape the podcast uh, today, 
it is, uh, can you call it like uh, raid Sunday, like ice raid <laughs> Sunday? Yeah. And, wow. you know, when is a raid not a raid? You know, yeah. when when you announce it, right? It's like, yeah. you know, we come <laughs> into the strip club to shut it down. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. If if you're in the club and say, and the police tell you, Hey, we're coming to the club, um, Sunday night and we're going to shut y'all down. Guess what? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. When they get get to the club, (laughs) I won't be there. (laughs) Me neither. Go out the back door. You know what I mean? So I, I just, you know, Y'all, y'all think? I guess do they think we're stupid? You know, no comment. No comment. But when is a raid <laughs> not a raid? So if you get caught today, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was just you know, it was just meant to be. If if you get caught today, and and I'm not making fun of it. It's no joke. It's just. Um, how, how do you, the irony of of the whole? You know, it's just the way Trump does business. You know, it, it's you know. Anyway, all right, that's one of my shout outs. Uh, I will <laughs> shout out the city of New York, man. Um, the blackout last night. Did you hear about that? I did, and I saw it. Wow. And um, you know it, what's interesting is the mayor uh, De Blasio was out of town. And Governor Cuomo had to step in. And, of course, he's the governor of, of New York and the guy from Con Edison. And Governor Cuomo was pissed. You know, he, he was not happy uh, because what he was saying was, you know, I guess what, what happened, eventually they found out that there was a fire um, underground somewhere. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, Cuomo, the, the Con Edison guys like, wow, great. You, we were able to fix it and the lights came back on and, and Cuomo is like, well, the lights should never have been off in a city like New York. You can't afford that. We can't afford this. You know, we yeah. just can't have a blackout in New York, you know, right. one of the two largest cities, you know, in, in America or if not the world. So, right. you know, while the Con Edison guy, it was funny because he was doing the press conference you know, kind of put a positive spin on it when Cuomo came up, you know, there was nothing happy about it. And and the other thing was, um, you know, he kind of took a couple of digs at de Blasio for being out of town. Do you think that was fair? You know, I think that sometimes people just react and they don't really understand. They're just upset. Yeah. And, you know, he probably contained himself a lot because I'm sure he was a lot more pissed than what he showed. Mm-hmm. So, to him, I'm sure he was able to control himself. So that's control. So yeah, yeah, I guess <laughs> it is what it is. But he, but there's a he, lot he of commented. a lot of things. That, no, go ahead. What'd you say? I was gonna say there's a lot of things that I'm sure are happening behind the scenes that mm-hmm. you know that that's not to come to light yet. So I'm I'm interested to see what's gonna actually happen, and then we can probably look back and say, yeah, I would have been, you know. That's well, you know, De Blasio's running for <laughs> running for president. And, you know, so Cuomo commented that he could count on one hand how many times he was out of town during his governorship. You know, so it was kind of a dig, you know, saying, look, you know, 
I, I run one of the biggest or most important states in the U.S. So I'm not going to be globetrotting knowing that my responsibilities are, are at home. And uh, even though, you know, de Blasio is running for president, so he has to be out there. But this, you know, quite frankly, something like this happens. He's still mayor on his watch. Um, you know, of course, you know, it could be used against them. It's almost like when you look at Mayor Pete up at South Bend and the police shooting issue, you know, when issues happen at home, it's going to come up in the debate. I guarantee you. I guarantee you it's going to come up in the debate. Somebody's going to say something. <laughs> you can't even keep the lights on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kamala Harris is going to say, uh, you can't even keep the lights on, sir. Yeah. Or you're supposed to be the city that never sleeps and you yeah. guys were sleeping. And the lights were off. <laughs> so anyway. Um, also, um, Serena Williams, uh, too bad. Sorry. Um, yeah. That, you know, she's still waiting to win that final, that uh, record-breaking uh, grandmaster, whatever they call it. The, uh, I forgot what do they call it? What do they call it? The grand slam. Okay. Grand mm -hmm. slam win. And she lost, um, you know, but, but I will say, um, you know, Serena, Serena was chill. You know what I mean? Serena, <laughs> Serena didn't go off, you know, she yeah. kind of knew she, I mean, she was handily defeated, you yeah. know, uh, and, one of the things, um, you know, Chris Everett was there um, as as a commentator. And what she did say was, um, you know, it wasn't like they both didn't play hard. But she did feel, I think, that Chris, well, Chris Everett felt that Serena's going to have to work a bit harder. Not to say that she didn't work hard, but she may have to put in more workouts because, you know, now – what, she's 36, 37, and she's mm -hmm. starting to play these 20-something, you know, year old mm -hmm. tennis players all the time. That's a lot of work. And I think, you know, Everett's been through it. Uh, Navratilova, all these, uh, you know, all these pros who have gone, you know, really played uh, right, you know, outside of their prime, right on the edge. They know what it's like. And, yeah. and I think she's going to have to start getting advice from them. What do you yeah. think? You think? You know, I think so. I think that, you know, the, the, you know, she's had a baby. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, she got right back into it. It's just, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that she's going to have to just come up with a different strategy, Yeah. but she always seems to come back even stronger. So this is, I believe just going to be one of those opportunities for her. I really do. Good, good. I hope so, because when, you know, when, you know, you watch athletes, when especially in tennis, you know, you got 15-year-olds mm -hmm. playing tennis. Speaking of 15-year-olds, mm. Coco lost. But Coco mm -hmm. Coco gave it a heck of a run. It was a hell of a run. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a hell of a run. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. But when mm -hmm. you got 15-year-olds playing, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I see that. And, you know, I actually looked at her, you mm -hmm. know, her upbringing and her story. And ATL. I actually watched yeah. her. I watched her. I yeah. watched her. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. I need to go to the gym or something. This is, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. She's ready. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, hopefully she can hold it together long enough to be the next uh, Serena. Uh, but she put Venus down, you know, pretty yeah. handily. 
yeah. but anyway, you know, uh, I, I don't even remember the lady from Romania who beat Serena, but congrats to her. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. All right, Shannon. Hey, you got any, um, you got any 365? You got any numbers over there for us? Any, uh, any birthdays and stuff? You know, I actually, I don't. You know, um, you beat me really bad with the birthdays last time. And I thought you know, it was going to be you, you know, because I came with my birthdays and it was just like, no, no, no. So, you know, I don't have any. Oh, Happy well, birthday. We're going to make. <laughs> well, next. How my about bad. next time? We'll go from there. Yeah, next time. I got birthdays. All right. Next yeah. time. Well, well, since we don't have any of that, let's let's do this. Y'all, let's sip some tea with Tanya B. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all, she is back. More She's sipping back. tea. Tanya B. What's going on, Tanya? Flavor of the day for our tea is going to be some oolong so we can have some energy because I have a lot to get through in a little bit of time because I got to get back to Hollywood Road. Get back to Hollywood. Get my, tur <laughs> get my turkey rig. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, what you got first? I mean, I, I see something on here okay. about Stevie. What's up? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned. And, I'm concerned. Okay, and you may remember or not, I know I had a lot of tea going on, but uh, he, they kept it quiet for a long time, actually. He has had some health issues, and now he has uh, been on dialysis for a while, which mm. means kidney failure. Uh, they were testing one of all of his, what, nine, ten, I can't count children to see if they were a compatible donor. I guess not. Mm -hmm. But Stevie did do some things. He did go to uh, Nipsey Hussle's memorial service, and he's been overseas touring, and he just finally announced it. I guess he couldn't deny it, that he has identified a donor, and he'll be taking a break, and in September he's going to get a kidney transplant. Now, we got to keep in mind, Stevie is not a spring chicken. No, he no just, he's not. He, he just turned 69, God bless him, in May. So if this is not a wake-up call for him, and just all of our brothers of a certain age, you have got to take care of your health. Don't be afraid to go to the doctor when your body tells you something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Will you please listen? Yep, big time. And, and you know what, Stevie, um, when, when you look at it, he's one of the last ones in terms of the musical legends. You know, we lost Prince. You know, it's really down to Stevie uh, and the writers, Smokey, uh, like the true, yes. like, I guess the, the if, if you refer, let me use the statement that you normally use, publishing. <laughs> the, the, exactly. But not only that, not only that, yeah. you know, the true OGs, if you will, people from that era of Motown and Stax and, you know, all those labels that were actually... Some of the biggest really black owned or predominantly black owned uh, labels and writers and performers. I mean, all you ha you have two Supremes left. Mm -hmm. You have one Marvelette. You've got, like you said, you've got Smokey, you've got Stevie, maybe a little Al Green and Grits here and there. But the bulk of the architects of mm -hmm. R&B, mm -hmm. as we know it, and what these children think is R&B today no, a lot of them are no longer with us. Yeah, Stevie and Stevie and and Smokey, you better we better bubble wrap them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna cry about it. you know, <laughs> right? I mean, you know what? No tea, no shade to the Temptations. Otis Williams is the last surviving member of the original Temptations. Yeah, but the Temptations, the bulk of their songs were written by other people, yeah, mainly absolutely. Smokey Robinson. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah. when you talk about the songs written, published, it's Stevie and Smokey. Those are probably exactly. the biggest two. Yep. 
Right. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, so anyway, keep CB in your prayers, but for real, for real, and not to take this lightly at all. No. So this is, you know, serious because at the end of the day, you hear about people that get these, uh, you know, these organ transplants, whether it's kidneys or liver and whatever, and sometimes the body can reject them after a while. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Prayers for Stevie. Prayers for Stevie. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. Moving on to another, I guess, maybe modern-day icon, if that's what you want to call her. Some people dispute that, namely Dionne Warwick. But let's talk about Beyonce and the Lion King power. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the premiere was this week. The movie's out. Beyonce has dropped yet another new gem, the song called Spirit from the movie soundtrack. What I find interesting about this song is it's probably going to be one of those crossover songs and you know who doesn't want to cross over, but mm-hmm. this might be the thing to get Beyonce one step close to the Oscar that she's been chasing since dream girls and every other movie that she's made. Good for her. Good for her. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, Elton John also has a song. Is this the one that her and Elton is, is Elton part of this song or is it just um, her alone? Oh, Spirit is her, and then Can You Feel the Love is a duet with Beyonce and Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, depending on what day it is. Because Elton wrote that song, right? He 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 did, someone else. But you know what, Bernie's Hop, but you know what? At the end of the day, Elton is a big Beyonce fan. He's not going to mind because he is going to get a check. Trust and believe when I tell you. (laughs) Cutting checks. Uh, okay, so who's ever been mad at somebody cutting them a check and he didn't have to do anything? He doesn't even have to get out of bed in the morning. Nope. <laughs> Not at you all. Know, it, now, let me just say one more thing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to this whole situation with Lil Nas X and, and T.I. and Chris Brown and all this it's a foolishness. Mm-hmm. But everybody knows Beyonce, she said, I'm a Texas Southern girl. Yes, she works hard. Yes, you know, when she goes on tour, you know, you, by virtue of the fact that you're running around and practicing, you do lose weight anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, what Beyonce really is at the end of the day, she's a working mother of three children. The twins are barely two years old. And you know what? It's normal. I could see she's got everything normal known to man at her disposal. She could have been going places and got liposuction and got this rib taken out and this sucked and tucked and whatever, but she didn't. So allegedly she's put on a few pounds that are normal, I might add, for her frame, her height, and whatnot. And she's getting older. She's you know she's uh, exactly yeah. Exactly exactly. You know what? So the fact that somebody who won't even get the air out of my body to say their name actually looked at her on the red carpet at the Lion King and had the audacity to say Beyonce must be close to 200 pounds. Now she's officially oh. at BBW. Wow. Even if she is, you know, that's like you said, that, that you know, that's, you know, it, it, we still love Beyonce, but, but, you know, I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. But here's my thing. You Should push say, out. Go ahead and say it. You, go ahead and say you it. Pu- you push two. Now, you push two babies out of your canal, oh. okay? Number number two, you know what? Back in the day, if you remember, we used to have Big Luther, mm-hmm. and we had not-so-Big Luther. Oh, yeah. But nobody cared. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? In this instance, I am Team Beehive. Yeah. Get them, sting them, shut them down. Yep, that's what's over. wrong. No. Well, okay, moving right along. Okay, one more thing. Now, Lil Nas X, you know, he went down to the Old Town Road with me rode his horse so he couldn't ride no more. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that people uh, uh, have to, to really 
say that they are taking it back by with him is that he got in there and he goofed and scooped them. He goofed the country people. He didn't have anybody go to country radio and say, play my record. Nope. They played it. Exactly. Then he wasn't country enough. Then he got his cred, not just from Billy Ray Cyrus, but from Miley Cyrus, okay? Mm-hmm. And Cardi B and some other folks. So, you know, recently he's finally, he stepped into his truth and said, you know, I'm coming out as a member of the LGBTQ community, which is usually in Atlanta, so it's no big deal here. And it really shouldn't be a big deal anywhere else. But he said people have been trolling him. Mm-hmm. I get it, you know. But here's the thing, dude, you know, there was a thing, one press release came out, said, oh, you know, he's got these fake girlfriends. He's got these stunt chicks. But at the end of the day, here was a young man, 20 years old, who was standing and walking in his truth. And I hope more than the backlash, that he is really going to continue to set an example for young people of all races, creeds, colors, I don't care whether you speak English, Japanese, Korean, or Arabic, to just stand in your truth. And I think people are just mad about that. Because here's the other thing about it. Back in the Disney, Mm -hmm. you had a lot of people from all of, from Ma Rainey and allegedly uh, Big Mama Thornton. You had Jackie Mm -hmm. Moms Mabley. And then you went from Liberace to Luther, to Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, who cares? Yeah. They're not killing people. They're not molesting children. Mm-hmm. You know, he's already become philanthropic. So at the end of the day, all I have to say is shut your F off. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What else you got? Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, you know, there's the ASAP. I got to mix up this ASAP, Rocky, ASAP, Berg, ASAP, Blue, ASAP, everything. <laughs> but ASAP Rocky is one of the ASAP crew members who you I may recall seeing in the news that he's in a Danish jail because there was this guy who was, you know, really, I guess, kind of harassing him. And he just slipped on me. I, I know the guy was harassing him. I know when you get in this business, you have to get up a lot of your proxies, what you sign up for. Hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, it's costing him more money than people realize because he's missing shows. But there have been reports coming out that he's in he's inhumane conditions. The food's horrible. The jail's full of disease. And then you hear other reports from his manager saying that's not true. He's not sleeping on a yoga mat. And I understand that they're trying to get the State Department involved in this. But at the end of the day, the reality of it is mm-hmm. they don't care about black rappers. They don't care about rappers, period. It's not yeah. like Eminem is in jail. But I really hope that there's a teachable moment in this for everybody involved, including ASAP, the boy, Rocky. But, you know, just to realize people are going to try to come for you just so that they can either catch a case or have a story to tell. But, when, you know, again, the, the reports are conflicting, but at the end of the day, I hope he does get released. He can get out of jail, come back, and just cool heads can prevail and just make it a teachable moment. And hopefully the truth of this whole thing will, will come out. Because for all we know, it could have been a stunt. You don't mm-hmm. have to put it past anybody anymore. Or it could have been somebody who was paid to do that. So, well, you know what? Let you, me say this. I watched the um, TMZ video, okay? Me too. And I watched the whole thing. I, I didn't it's see the disturbing. whole thing. I just saw I everything did. leading up to it. And he kept telling these guys... To turn around, stop. I'm not really trying to get into this. I'm, you know, he really right. tried to preempt whatever they were trying to do. He tried to stop it. And, and you know, and, and actually, after I watched that, because I saw the headline first and I said, okay, okay here we go again. But I looked mm-hmm. at it and he was really trying to shut it down. Uh, and they were just walking down the street, minding their business. So, um, you know, for me, it almost does look like a setup 
And the other thing is, when you take a look at it um, in terms of uh, Trump uh, State Department, they really don't care. Now, maybe if Obama, different situation. I think Obama, you know, probably based on pressure from the black community uh, or hip hop community, R&B community could have stepped in. But, you know, 45 is not going to care. He's not. He's going to take a look at the picture. Say, who is the guy? Oh, hip hop? Nah. He deserves yeah, unless it. Puffy, and now Puffy could step in because he and Puffy, Puffy and Forty Five, have a fairly decent relationship. You know? mm-hmm. I think Puffy may want to stay out of this. He doesn't <laughs> need to have a dog. In, he doesn't need to have a dog in this fight. And I guess. Why? I'm just wondering. Okay. I'm gonna leave it no, at that. <laughs> well, let's not talk about Jim Brown, Steve Harvey, Martin Luther King the Third. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe why don't you call Chrisette Michelle? Oh, <laughs> you know he cares. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Al Sharpton? <laughs> unless okay. Al, wait, unless Alan Jessica is getting a check, you can forget it. <laughs> forget it. Right, Don't forget it. Uh, okay, now this one is uh, this it, it, it pains me. It just makes me go uh, again with this. The light skin, dark skin, short, mm. tall, real hair, fake hair, blah 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 blah, yeah. with Lil Duval and Chris Brown. He only likes the light skinned chicks with the good hair. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> mental illness is real. That's all I'm going to say about. It. Well, you know what? Let, let me be, say he still he still debuted even with all the backlash and the outcry on social media. He still debuted at number one. Is that That's true. But you know what? But here's the gag about it. And this is, again, painful. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lil Duval, you've got two, three songs. Really haven't proven yourself like that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Yes, he can go tell jokes. He can sing a little yang, yang, yang here and there. But mm-hmm. Duval, let me play devil's advocate and, and just be bougetto. That's bougie and ghetto. Mm-hmm. And say... He just mad because he ain't tall. That's okay. <laughs> he had he had to hit a lick and get a couple of coins to get some attention. Little Duval sits in the front seat of the car. He got to sit on the phone book like in the old school days because you can't see all that staring well. You're wrong for that. But you're right. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, all I can say is I, I will say this, and and I know uh, Matthew Knowles took some heat within the month about. Uh, talking about colorism. And, well, you know, it, you it know. makes people uncomfortable. You know why? Yeah. Because it's true. It's, it's true. true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, he, he did an interview with me and one of the things he said and, and he said Kelly Rowland's career would be as big um, if she were lighter. And that's un- and he said that's unfortunate. And he said not from an R and B standpoint, uh, not from an R and B standpoint, but from a pop mainstream standpoint. And, and let me drop. Yeah. Go ahead. No, let me just just interject. One thing that he shared with me is he said there was a time when Destiny's Child was still together, but each of the girls had a solo project, mm-hmm. and Kelly was more popular outside of the USA. Mm-hmm. Than Beyonce because of her skin color. Yeah, it's reversed. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yes, yes, well, yes. you know, one one other thing, and, and I'll say this, and and I'm I'm just hoping, you know, these guys, everybody has a right to free speech, but ultimately, a lot of the things we say and we squabble about on colorism within the community, we're we're teaching the people who don't look like us 
how to judge us. You know what I mean? And and that's one of the big reasons why mainstream will always choose someone on the lighter side because they feel like that's the person we'll accept. So if we keep telling them that's who we'll accept over uh, versus just choosing somebody based on their talent, then that's what's going to happen. I'm, you know, because in a lot of cases, you know this, uh, Tanya B, we ain't in the marketing rooms. We ain't making those decisions. Exactly. And, you know, here's a gag. I, you say that, but let's see. Let's look at somebody like, hmm, Luther wasn't light-skinned. No. James Brown wasn't light-skinned. And we, we could go on and on. But it's on the, know, male, the male side versus the female side <laughs> is, is a totally different story. You know, it's very true. And the people that are making these decisions do not look like you, I, or anybody that we know. Mm-hmm. It's still that old house slave mentality. Yeah. And... You can find some of the so-called prettiest light-skinned people are evil everywhere else in every bone and orifice of their body. So I think it comes down to self-acceptance, self-hatred. And then if, if people that don't look like us still see us exhibiting colorism against each other, just mm-hmm. like using the N-word, then they think it's okay yeah. because y'all do it. Yeah, true enough. All right, what you got next? Okay, one more. I, I had I just I had to say this. Now everybody knows Russell Simmons. At one point, Russell was the man, and I will not discount his contributions to the culture of hip hop and things along no, we that can't. line. We can't do that. But Ru- Russell got a problem, and it's not yoga, and it's not white women. Now <laughs> Russell had mm. back back in 2013, he launched his company called ADD, which to me just already the, the connotation of that acronym makes you think of mental illness, you know, like people have ADD. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was actually called All Death Digital that was supposed to put out music, cultural content, things along that line. Well, it's closing its door. So if anybody wants to buy any and all of their assets, including the light switches, everything is for sale. Mm-hmm. So after Russell went through the Me Too accusations, and I think one of the things that really hurt him, and I would ex- have expected him to use better judgment, Mm-hmm. Was when he posted, and if you if you can find it, all you can do is shake your head and go, mm-mm-mm. He posted on the All Death Digital website the Harriet Tubman sex tape. You need me to say that again if you want to gasp for me. What? You don't want to know. Anyway, I can't believe he put it up there. It was not any kind of kitschy anything. I think that was just straight up disrespect. And a lot of black leaders came after him. Then he acquiesced, he took it down, never should have went up. But it was to the point where he was about to be boycotted by major black leaders who were going to and could have shut him down. Because when you have situations like that, the people that look like the inside of your hand as opposed to the outside of your hand are not going to be there to support you. And not too long after all of this mess, and then me too, he left the USA, he went to Bali, he went to Indonesia for a spiritual journey and to eat bowls of rice and do yoga, which he was already doing in New York anyway. Mm-hmm. But then his reps say, oh, no, he just had to go away and, you know, clean his spirit and his chi, whatever that is you do when you do all the yoga, because he had to come back for his daughter's graduation. Mm-hmm. But although Kamora's like, she's bringing back baby fat, which is all well and good, but I think Russell needs to pack it in, because baby fat cannot save him, because Kamora's got to go back to work now, because this last guy she married mm-hmm. is in jail for all kinds of crimes against the financial world, so she did not hit a lift with him. Wow. And it is going down, and so is Russell Simmons, so he better call his brother Red Run and pray over him. Where can people find you? And also, you got your conference coming up. It's still right, <laughs> right around Okay, the corner, you can right? find me on the gram, 
T-Bird, T-B-Y-R-D, Atlanta. And everybody come and meet me at the Mandel Public Library Auditorium on Saturday, July 20th at 2 p.m. It's at 411. I'm not from Florida, so don't don't give it, don't give me the, the, the shade, y'all. It's either Clematis or Clematis Street, whatever. Uh, it's free. <laughs> will be. Thank you. Uh, you don't want none of this. So, again, it's a free, that's the best price ever, F-R-E-E, Entertainment yeah. Business Masterclass. And I'll be there with people from record labels, A&R people, which are coming back now, marketing, licensing, uh, people who own digital radio stations and TV. And I'll be speaking about all those things I tell all you independent artists that you need to be doing. you got to keep your eyes on your luggage. Now, you know, this. I'll talk about this next week. Just put put this down so I make sure y'all come back. I'm going to tell you about the scam going on at Spotify with mm-hmm. the fake streams. Oh. Uh, okay. Come back. Come yet. back. All right, Tanya B. Uh, make sure your stuff is on the podcast page, and also um, you take care of it. Hollywood Road has it dried up yet? Uh, well, no, it's drying up here. But okay, one more thing. And I know we got. Oh no! No, 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 no! This is this is real talk now. You okay. know, it, it's about to be what the almost the 15th anniversary of Katrina, and a lot of <sighs> folks, you know, are coming back from New Orleans and Essence Festival. There's mm-hmm. already. Uh, flooding in New Orleans again. They're no. saying this might be Katrina the remix. There's a hurricane. His name is Barry, and he's not supposed to hit New Orleans until the weekend. But there's already flooding in New Orleans, so oh, you got to no. lift up those folks because I couldn't see that happening again in anybody's lifetime. And mm. some people have yet to even recover. So let's just you know say a prayer and a five on it for everybody in Louisiana. Absolutely. And on that note, we will definitely end. Tanya B, thank you so much. All right, go me go get my ribs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tanya B's in the building. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, Tanya. Hey, um, Shannon, Shannon Marguerite, you still there? I'm still here. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Any any part of that tea stood out for you? Wow. Yeah, I would have to actually be on there with the call to make (laughs) comments. Wow. I just always sit back. It's like my favorite part. It's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, Tanya B. Just yeah. goes off, and and you know, yeah, it's amazing. It's interesting when we when we actually were, were taping, and, and you know that segment when we were talking, uh, she was talking about Hurricane Barry. But I'll, I'll give you guys an update, and we'll say that um, I mean, it looks like New Orleans is going to be spared uh, somewhat, uh, according as as we tape the podcast. Haven't you heard? Um, it's not quite. It's not going to be as bad as they thought. Correct? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, that's what they say, but, you know. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, you know, New Orleans doesn't need that again. And, um, you know, but anyway, I mean, I I was watching the, uh, as you know, right before the show started, you know, in terms of the flood walls, where the water was, and it looks like, um, it looks like for the most part, New Orleans is going to be spared. Houston uh, Galveston around it's it's really going to be a water event, a rain event. So, you know, let's hope, you know, you know, still keep those folks in our prayers. Hope everything goes well. OK. Yeah. All right. You know, so uh, again, thank you so much, Tanya B. Uh, her stuff is going to be on the podcast page so you can catch up with her. OK. All right, let's do a little bit of hard news, um, and then we'll talk about it on the other side. Okay, Shannon Marguerite, so we're going to do some news with Syracuse Mike. Governor Gavin Newsom is calling the earthquakes in California a wake-up call. 
pointing out that if the 7.1 quake hit Los Angeles directly instead of in the desert, the impact would have been devastating. That's of consequence where we're not talking about some small injuries, which is remarkable that there were no major injuries. We're talking about a magnitude of number of people have lost their lives. Newsom says the state's early warning system will be up and operating soon. The Trump administration has been taking heat for the conditions at ICE detention centers near the southern border. The acting director of the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services responded on CBS's Face the Nation. If they keep coming, people in the House come down and complain about them keep coming um, while not helping fix the problem. It's, it's the height of hypocrisy. That's Ken Cuccinelli on Sunday. Seeking to put it behind him, 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden apologized over the weekend for touting his past record of working civilly with segregationists serving in the Senate in the 1970s. The former VP had until this weekend resisted apologizing for the remarks he made on June 18th that had drawn criticism from Democratic rivals, exposing racial and generational tensions among the candidates. In sports, another World Cup win for the U.S. women's soccer team. It's the fourth for the U.S., beating the Netherlands 2-0. Wealthy money manager and registered sex offender Jeffrey Epstein pleaded not guilty on Monday to charges of sex trafficking. Prosecutors accused him of luring dozens of girls as young as 14 to his luxury homes in New York and Florida and paying them for sex acts. He's also accused of paying some girls to recruit others from at least 2002 to 2005. It finally happened. The Democrat running for president and not doing well has dropped out of the race. California Congressman Eric Swalwell announced his decision Monday. No regrets. I'm excited about what we've done. Swalwell was polling less than 1% in recent polls. He has decided to seek a fifth term in the House and will continue his fight against gun violence. We don't have to live this way anymore and that we love our children more than we love our guns. If you've never heard of Swalwell, that's one of the major reasons he's out. Billionaire Ross Perot has died. Perot was 89. He ran for president twice. Some Republicans blamed him for George Bush's loss to Bill Clinton in 1992. But Perot got 19% of the vote as a third-party candidate. Breaking overnight, singer R. Kelly was arrested in Chicago on federal sex crime charges. Kelly was arrested Thursday evening. The Chicago Sun-Times said he faces a 13-count sex crime indictment. Kelly is charged with sex trafficking in New York and attempting to influence a case in Atlanta, according to CNN. He was arrested in Chicago while walking his dog. The Grammy Award-winning R&B singer has denied abuse allegations for decades. President Trump ended his quest to add a contentious citizenship question to the 2020 census, but insisted he is not retreating from his fight against illegal immigration and said the government would obtain the data by combing through federal records. I am here by ordering every department and agency in the federal government to provide the Department of Commerce with all requested records regarding the number of citizens and non-citizens in our country. The Supreme Court blocked the plan to get a citizenship question on the census. We will defend the right of the American people to know the full facts about the population, size of citizens and non-citizens in America. Critics say the damage has been done in reference to the upcoming census. They think the efforts alone by the administration to get a citizenship question on the census will lead to lower participation in immigrant communities. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Citizenship done. And, and you know, Shannon Marguerite, I'm going to start there. Um, this dude had to know, when do you go against the Supreme Court? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like when the Supreme Court came down with it. I mean, I just knew. I'm like, what you going to do, man? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all I got to say. Uh, Cali Quakes, though. Um, you got any friends? You, you kind of do the L.A. thing. You got anybody? Oh, man. What'd you it's, hear about yeah. it? What'd you hear? You know, I was there for 12 years, and I go back about every three months. And... Oh, you know, I have family there um, and it's sad because they're still experiencing aftershocks and, you know, a lot of people are still scared. And just to hear that if that happened in Los Angeles, that it would be devastating. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And I'm hoping that they do have a system that they could implement now to you know, prevent if, you know, if there's a quake coming. So at least it can have some preparations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. I agree. Um, so, you know, definitely um, one of the things I heard too about the whole quake situation is, um, you know, quite frankly, they were saying that the West Coast has kind of been uh, spared because yeah. this is kind of the normal, the way it should be on the quake side. Mm-hmm. But the quake activity has been lower over the last five, 10 years. And, and this is kind of like what it should be. So this is going to be interesting to see, you know, going forward. Let's just hope the building codes, you know, the buildings can stand up and all that. Because, you know, that's when you start having issues, you know, with all yeah. the, you know, shake, with, shaking. With the building, and, most of them are on uh, rollers. So a lot of them, you know, um, I worked in a building and it was about 21 floors. And I know that whenever we had earthquakes, the building would just rock back and forth and just wow. rock back and forth because they were on rollers. So let's hope that if they're not to code, that they can use this opportunity to place them to code. Yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we already talked about ice. Um, you know, I, I say when is a raid, not a raid. All it is is PR. Um, Biden's apology, um, you know, I, you accept it? Oh, God, we talked about him last time. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Moving he's on. Always, he's always, look, he's always apologizing. I told you that weeks well, you ago. Know. Like, always. He's going to continue to do it. Just sorry, sorry. How about sorry, take responsibility, and what are you going to do, and what have you learned? Like, you know how they say, um, sorry, you know, you're a child, and you say, sorry, sorry for what? You know, he doesn't really get into that. He just says, sorry, you know, blah, 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 blah. So he needs to do a little more than that. Something, yeah. please. Yeah, we'll see. And congrats to World Cup, of course, uh, the ladies at the World Cup. I hope they get their equal pay. Uh, Jeff Epstein, this whole situation, in my opinion, ultimately is going to come back to haunt 45. Now, the whole thing is, the unfortunate thing about this if it had been any other president, there would have been more scrutiny about the relationship. But 45, it just come, it just goes to show you, he gets away with everything. And the evangelical crowd, they just continue to embrace. And it's just, you know, I mean, I'll go to it on into it on another show. We'll talk about it. But it's interesting considering the fact that they uh, Epstein and uh, Trump had a relationship back in the day. Um, it, it's just interesting. Every time something comes out controversial around one of his quote unquote friends, it's like 
he distances himself. Oh, I don't know him. We're not friends anymore. I hadn't talked to him in 20 years. It's going to be interesting because I think stuff's going to start coming out. It's going to be a big part of 2020, I bet. Guarantee you. We can put the money on the table right now. Guarantee you. Um, Eric Swalwell, who cares? I mean, he shouldn't have even gone in. Um, Ross Perot. Do you remember Ross Perot? You're a millennial. I uh, you. Know? Hey, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I do. No, I do. I was, And when they said Ross Perot, I remember exactly who Ross Perot is. And I actually Googled him. Thank you very much when it came <laughs> up. But yeah, I do. Yeah. I do remember. And it's sad. Wow. Yeah. But he did make somewhat of an impact. So oh, he was a billionaire. Plus, I mm-hmm. do think uh, I remember being happy with the fact that he cut into Bush. Bush won, um, you know, senior. Uh, he cut into the, vo- the vote total. So, you know, cool. Uh, the other thing is real quick, and we'll wrap up news. R. Kelly um, yeah. going by, you know, the feds picked up R. Kelly. Uh, damn, while he was walking his dog, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you say? I, I mean, it's just ongoing. But what I hear what what everybody's talking about with this new arrest is the fact that he's probably guaranteed 15 years minimum. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So, you know, with that said, I mean, we've talked enough about R. Kelly on this show, unless you've got something else, Shannon. I will say, I will say this is that once they put our, um, once they put Bill Cosby in prison, Anything is possible. He's yeah, going. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Once they did that, that set like the standard. You're going. Yep. Goodbye. Get out the country today, which you can. Get out the country or that's it. You're done. Period. Yeah, yeah I agree. I just want, candidly, you know, if R. Kelly goes, and I'm not one of the people who who is an advocate for R. Kelly, but I am, um, I just want equal justice or or at least justice with um harvey weinstein i'm gonna keep mentioning that because if he avoids it there's a problem with the system because a lot of the stuff that he's done that weinstein's done um i mean it may not deal with minors which makes r kelly's issue uh even more egregious but when it comes down to weinstein he's still you know, if, if they find him guilty, that he needs to go. He doesn't need to be sitting up in a cushy mansion serving his time, which Epstein is trying to do, too. Um, if you guys uh, haven't heard, I mean, he's making an attempt. You know his bond, Shannon? You know how much Epstein was going to do bond-wise? $77 million. <laughs> The bond. Oh he, wants to, he wants to pay $77 million in for the bond for the ability uh to basically live in his uh Manhattan uh what do you call it his high rise in Manhattan no. which is one of the largest um properties in Manhattan private um yeah so what's going to be very interesting is the fact that R Kelly doesn't have 77 million dollars no. no, and if they grant this yeah. oh my gosh i know it's in different areas but if they grant it it's mm. going to be crazy yeah. and what he does have compared to uh Harvey is the ch- it's 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 a minor thing and mm-hmm. that's what's going to get it you know Harvey can be compared to maybe Bill Cosby in a way. But when you put that minor thing, I'm just honestly disappointed that 
I'm not able to go to karaoke anymore and sing I Believe I Can Fly because <laughs> I got it perfect. No, it sounds awesome. Like, I can't even go and right. sing that. And it's yeah. just like, you know, why? If you sing that now, people are looking around like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. And I have a, yes, I have a friend in karaoke. She's a um karaoke DJ. And mm-hmm. she's like, Shannon, what song are you going to sing? I'm like, my favorite song. She's like, I'm like, but I don't think I should do that. She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't do that. No, no. So I got to find another song. Maybe Sade, but that is my, I mean, I got the notes right. Seems you know, like you ready. Echo on there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got to find another song. I'm going to let you know what it is. I'm going to do bump and grind. <laughs> no, just I believe I can fly. I mean, it's just an amazing. I mean, it's so inspirational. It's just like, damn, you just oh, messed wow. that up. <laughs> they can't even sing it. it in church anymore. Not even at school. No, <laughs> the schools. And my daughter. Yeah, the kids are like was, that's. You know, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna are they gonna chop it out of Space Jam? Because it's in Space Jam, right? It's like I was and I sing it so much. My daughter was like, I believe I can fly. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And she's like, but I can fly. And I'm just like, no, no, we can't fly anymore. So well, that's that's you fly. know what? That's a good question, because are they going to take it out of Space Jam? Do you think? Look, I need somebody to come out and do a remix. If they do a remix, a remix. right, if they change some words, then yeah. we can get with it. Just, you know, they're going to dub, they're going to dub, uh, Chris Brown's. No, not even Chris. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> I'll keep going. Yes. All right. Person. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe John Legend. Okay. They're going to dub John Legend's voice in Space Jam. He's going to be like, hell no, I'm not doing that one. Nope. He is not going down for that. Mm-mm, not with that Jesus Christ stuff he's doing. Nope. I'm not doing it. Nope. All right, uh, one more. We got to do Rob Redding. Rob, uh, of course, uh, I'm going to give you all a sample of Rob Redding. And and Rob Redding's news review airs right after uh, GP3. And the whole thing is you can catch the the weekly news review at castropolis.net. Weekly, uh, our show airs at noon. And then right after that, Rob Redding airs. Uh, but you can also follow Rob. He's on Instagram, but you can also get all of his shows at robredding.com. So here's Rob Redding, and this is interesting, Shannon. Uh, I want your opinion on this when we come back, okay? The biggest story of the week is not that the 13th cabinet member is now leaving the Trump administration in Acosta and Labor Secretary. That's not the biggest story of the week. That's what the mainstreams believe the biggest story of the week is. The mainstream media, they believe that this is the biggest story of the week. The biggest story of the week is the fact that at the beginning of the week, at the end of the week, we are talking about racism in the Democratic Party. Good day, good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Just sit down, hold on. It's going to be a long bumpy ride on this one because I want to flush out how at the beginning of the week, we started with someone like Joe Biden, who has been on the defensive, Vice President Joe Biden has been on the defensive about his racism, his affiliation with segregationists, his telling us that he is not a racist, that he should not have fraternized with these people. He started the week that way. Michelle Obama dodging comment about this in essence. And then we book in the week at the end of the week with Nancy Pelosi, nasty Nancy, who has been dogged by AOC Omar and Presley in saying that she is a racist. These are all things 
that are like kryptonite to white liberals because white liberals believe that they cannot be racist. They cannot be in a situation where they're called racist because we're Democrats, we're liberals, we're progressives. We're much better than these conservatives, these Republicans. And it's hard for some people to grasp this. Even Representative Clay out of Missouri, who is blasting AOC, Cortez, because of her comments about Nancy Pelosi just a few days ago that were in the Washington Post. Yeah, I didn't I haven't had a chance to actually read the Post article, um, but I, I don't know, Shannon, do you think AOC's right? Do you think she uh, she's doing the right thing by doing this, by you know, saying this? You know, I think she's doing what she knows. And sometimes when we do what we know, that's all we know. And I think that if she kind of went out and gathered some more information and maybe looked at it in a different way, then she would maybe get some different results and maybe spoke up about it more, maybe had a spokesperson really speak about what's going on, then she would be a little better off than she is now. Okay. I just don't think, how can I say this? I'm not a huge fan of Pelosi. Uh, I don't think Pelosi, uh, even though she's well connected, uh, she's a, a a great fundraiser, according to everybody. Um, as a leader, she comes off aloof in a lot of cases, especially. And I'm not I'm not just saying that. I mean, there you know people are like, well, you're being, uh, you know, uh, uh, how do you say it? You know. Um, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not I'm not really targeting her leadership as a woman because there are stronger women in the Democratic Party who I think could do a better job. Um, so with Pelosi, um, some of the things she's done with the three freshman uh, Congresswomen, uh, I think, um, you know, she puts them in a position where they have to say something like this. But I think we, we do have to be careful because this could be uh, clickbait from the Republican party just to get us, you know, basically uh, off center in terms of who we uh, support um, in the general election going into 2020. And, you know, I, I think what they're trying to do is water down the, um, the democratic base and make it, you know, far left versus even center, you know, I don't think without a doubt there's, there's not much going on on the right, on the far right, if there is a far right in the democratic party, but the centrist right now are really moving further toward the center. Does that make sense? You know, when it comes down to it, because, you know, 45 is so far right Republican um, that, you know, being in the center is almost like being a leftist, you know. Uh, but so so when you go further left, like AOC, it just really does seem strange, you know, because, yeah. you know, even with climate change, I agree it's an issue. <coughs> Excuse me. But I do get a little ticked off when no one's really addressing some of these police shootings uh, against black men you know, or the criminal justice system issues. There, there are other issues, in my opinion, that are uh, 
in the middle of the human rights struggle that don't get talked about. In, instead, we spend more time, even though I do, you know, I, I, I do think that, you know, Mother Earth is important. But but I, I still think that the far left has to do a better job of dealing with, you know, the the black agenda as well. That's just my opinion. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. Did I, you know, did I stir anything? <laughs> well, the thing curious. is, is that we have to really keep in mind that the black agenda is not going to be on that side because there's so many other things that Trump makes sure <laughs> that they are busy with. And one of the things that happens is that it doesn't affect them. You know, mm-hmm. the white privilege is there. It's always going to be there. And it's not something to them that is an emergency. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's going to continue to come up that they can't kind of push under the rug. Yeah. And sadly, I believe when they say immigration, I think that they believe that that's addressing the minority and as long as they're addressing the minority they kind of just you know sometimes group it all together so i believe either way (laughs) either way they think that they're doing what they're supposed to do so you know i've said it before it's going to be up to leaders now to kind of step forward and see what we're going to do and see the things that are going to happen and the changes that we're going to make. We're not going to sit around and wait for somebody to address it because it's never going to happen ever. Yeah. Well, well, here's a point. And, and here's why this means more to me this week. Um, on the show, we, we were talking, uh, there's a case in Dallas. Uh, you probably, you may be aware of it, Shannon. Um, you didn't know the show then, but we were talking about a case where, uh, a white female police officer walks into an apartment, the wrong apartment, and uh-huh. and shoots the black guy. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you you know that case. I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the interesting thing: that case uh, is about to uh, actually go to trial in September, and it's set to go to trial in Dallas. And the defense is making an attempt to move the trial out of Dallas. Because they feel they're not going to be able to get a fair trial in Dallas. They feel the jury pool has been tainted and there's no way they can get a jury. So, but let me tell you, I lived in Texas and when you leave Dallas, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like you start going into these little small towns, these rural Texas towns. That's Trump Mm -hmm. country, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why they want want it. Mm hmm. I mean, you know, when I mean, hell, you can go 20 miles outside of Dallas, 30 miles and you're in Trump country. If you're damn near in Trump country when you're in Dallas. So my point is, you know, um, they're really attempting to make this a race thing more than ever. And it's a, it's really a human rights thing. This guy was just sitting in his apartment, watching whatever, eating whatever. Somebody walks in, boom, 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 he's dead. And quote unquote, the defense is, I was in the wrong apartment. Mm, mm, mm. You know, so Amber Geiger, uh, September is when the trial is, you Mm -hmm. know, that's, but that's something that it doesn't even come up in the mouths of a lot of these candidates who are running. And this happens all the time. 
I think that the um, candidates try to steer away from that. And my attitude is if you wanted, if she wanted to be tried in that area, then she should have shot somebody in that area. She should have lived in that area. And the thing is, is it's going to be very interesting because, you know, the, you know, honestly, the defense, they're just doing their job. That's where they're they're supposed to look for any loophole and do what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. However, what's going to be interesting is what is, Dallas, what is that actual, you know, that jurisdiction going to do, the prosecution going to do to make sure, you know, can they contain the media? Can they show that there haven't been, you know, the witnesses haven't been tainted with? And that's going to matter because what the prosecution is going to do right now is going to set monuments compared to if it does go. Because if it goes and if it goes in a rural area, then that's going to make a big difference. Yes, but that's also going to speak on the intention of the prosecution. Or, and we're going to see what they tried to do so it didn't get moved. Well, if they do move it, if, if for some... Because I believe that the prosecution's going to drop the ball. I don't like the way they've done this. I mean, there, there, there are certain things that, you know, they've made mistakes. But if they do move it, I just... I, I mean, I can't even think of that. I mean, that's unthinkable. But if it does happen, if it goes somewhere like Austin, maybe, you know, because Austin's more liberal, at least, um, you know, but but if it if it goes to some place like, let me think, Tyler, <laughs> I don't know. It, I could just I could just imagine some of the cities in Texas that won't come back favorable. And I'll leave it at that. But we'll keep you up to date, y'all. Um, the Botham John case uh the the officers amber geiger and and we'll keep y'all up to date okay hey shannon uh give us an update you're doing some interesting things with the uh, state of the war podcast what's going on give us an update yeah so um we just wrapped up episode three i want to say and i've been very fortunate to have a lot of support on this project um it's a it's an ongoing project. And I've been very happy that the people that are getting involved are, you know, they're, they're willing, able, and I believe we're creating this platform, you know, for not just the adoptee, but for all sides. And I think the premise of it is that everyone gets to have an opportunity to say their side and they get their voice heard. And I think when we all sit back and we all listen and can respect each other and listen to the different types of communication, even if we agree or not, because we're not going to agree on everything, but being able to build a platform where everyone can be validated within their own selves because they're telling their truth and they're telling their story and how they feel and what their experiences have been. And that is really setting a lot of things in perspective to people. So I'm really excited um, with what's going on. So we just, you know, just got to sit back and let it manifest. <laughs> good, good, good. And by the way, just to let y'all know on castropolis.net, Shannon's uh, State of the Ward podcast airs uh, at 8 p.m. every Tuesday night. Uh, Tuesday on the 16th of July, um, her her episode two is going to be streaming. But on um, July 23rd, 
you did the interview with uh, Vin Adoptee, and and it's going to be an exclusive. That's going to be the first airing before it actually goes to podcast on July 23rd, uh, 8 p.m. Go to castropolis.net. And um, and you can hear it for the first time. It's a great interview. Uh, Vin Adoptees out of Australia. And you guys, I'm not going to tell you too much, Shannon, because Shannon, I'm not going to say too much because uh, Shannon's actually uh, done a really good job at framing it on the show and on her podcast. But your show is on um, uh, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, iTunes, and TuneIn. So y'all, y'all check her out. Okay. All right. One more thing, and I'm, and I'm going to say this before we wrap. Uh, I do want to shout out everyone, uh, podcasters who grind, those folks who have all the dreams and everything when it comes down to being a creative, um, who stick in there. It, it's, not, it's not easy, uh, I can tell you. And starting off, especially from the beginning, it's not easy to stick in there. Um, but I will say there are a lot of folks who get into it just to test the waters because you know, podcasting, you know, it's a quote unquote, one of the big things. It's like the, you know, for lack of a better term, better term, you know, a lot of people think it's a fad, but it's been around for a long time. And keep in mind that a lot of those folks are really going to discard whatever they start pretty quickly if they don't get desired results as part of their science. Uh, Not part of my science. I've done it for a very long time. We've done it you know, this show for three years, shout out to all the shows that have been on much longer. Their shows who've influenced me, gave me um, the interest in actually doing it. So I will say that changes are coming to GP3 within the next few weeks, and we'll be rolling that out and talking about it. Uh, but essentially, I'll tell you, we're not, you know, we're not leaving this space. We're staying. Podcast is really in my DNA. It's what I do. Um, and audio, I've done audio for a very long time. It's pretty much what I do, you know, um, audio people come to me and say, man, why don't you do video? I'm like, I don't do video. You know, even Shannon's like, well, why don't you put your picture? Nope. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm audio. I'm an audio guy. That's what I do. So, uh, for the people who are in the podcast page, um, who can, who, uh, I'm sorry, the podcast space. Who come in and just want to ride the wave for gain y'all be careful i will say you know you gotta spot them out because you know you don't want to get caught up in that train uh look for people who really are genuine and they're creatives uh you know with that said uh to my creatives you know really stick to the storytelling make it about the truth and that's what i like about shannon's podcast it is about storytelling it is about quote unquote as she says getting getting to the truth uh, knowing your truth. Uh, but but you know what, Shannon, I'm going to read something. I want you to think about this, okay? Bruce Lee uh, said this, and I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. Love his quotes. Um, and, and what he says is, what we're after is the root and not the branches. He says, the root is the real knowledge. The branches are surface knowledge. Real knowledge breeds body feel and personal experience. Uh, surface knowledge breeds mechanical conditioning and imposing limitation and squelches creativity. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because it really is all about our ca- the creatives. It's about our creativity. And, you know, we need to look at the root and not just the branches. I think the people who are just in this space to ride the wave of the creatives, they're in it. They're branches. They're going to eventually fall off. Okay. 
So be creative, be you. Um, you know, you are the root, those folks, not the branches, the folks who have been in here, stuck it out, gone through the tough times. The branches are going to come and go and the roots will live on. Roots got to live on to keep it going. And I will let y'all know uh, in, in, in October of this year, uh, for two Saturdays, I'm doing sessions on audio, on podcasting uh, with Clayton State University, uh, October 19th, October 26th, Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. here in the ATL. I really uh, say thanks to Clayton State University. I just want you to put it on your calendar for now. It's October 19th, October 26th, happening in the ATL, and I'll have more about that uh, in upcoming podcasts. I really uh, you know, would appreciate the support on it, and I'll make sure I have it on the podcast page as soon as I have more info. Okay. Also, um, don't forget, y'all, for the presidential stuff, we still have the Ballotpedia information available. Uh, also, you can go to castropolis.net, everything related to our podcast and other podcasts. Shannon Marguerite's on there um, with her podcast. You can actually stream her show and what, as well as check out the episodes she's posted. Um, and we stream there every Sunday. On Instagram, we're at GP3Homies. On Twitter, Homies GP3. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn Radio. Uh, search GP3Homies. Also, uh, keep the lights on. Support us at Patreon. That information's on castropolis.net as well. And with that, y'all, um, show number 142 is a wrap. Shannon Marguerite, State of the Ward podcast. Thanks for being a co-host. Can I get a birthday? <laughs> You know, honestly, I still don't have a birthday. Like next time, I prom. Well, you know what? I can't even say next time. Next time, if you know, I can tell you a birthday, but you're not gonna know who they are, and I'm not gonna know who they are either. So next time, next time, next time. And and her show is on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify. Congratulations, Shannon! Keep doing your thing. And with that, y'all, show number one forty-two is in the can, and we out of here. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.